The Christian life is so much more than what we hear from speakers on pulpits and platforms. It really does involve our everyday lives. And at our Fall Discipleship Conference, we put together six workshops to equip students with practical skills to walk more closely with God and better glorify Him. In this talk, Jenna gives some helpful tips on organizing your life and taking control of your time. Welcome to FDC. Okay, well, we can get started. Thank you all so much for coming. Um, how is your weekend going? Really good. Good? Really good? Yeah? Ben? It's blowing. How are you guys feeling right now? Hot. Hot. <laughs> a little tired. Tired? I'm feeling a little sleepy, honestly. But I feel like I will stay awake because I'm the one talking. <laughs> I'm worried about the rest of y'all. But, okay. Thank you again so much for coming. My name is Jenna, and I've been on staff with Christian Challenge for a couple years. And today we're gonna to talk a little bit about ordering your life, more specifically about setting priorities and managing time well. Did everyone get a handout? Did anyone not? Okay, I'm gonna set a couple up here. So if I have one light, chair up there. Um, okay, so I'll introduce myself quickly and then we'll get started. I graduated from USC with a degree in geo design and a minor in real estate finance in 2019. And now I'm on staff with Christian Challenge part-time. I also work full-time for a consulting firm called HRNA Advisors. We do real estate, commercial real estate and economic development primarily. Um, so which, which, you know, in a nutshell, that means that cities, counties, transit authorities, the state of California, large developers come to us with questions about what to do with their commercial real estate assets. Um, and we help them figure out what to do and how to do it. Um, what about you all? Does anyone from SDSU? Yeah? Okay, sweet, we've got some representation. I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, the rest of you are from USC, I assume. Do we have freshmen? Sophomores? Okay, a lot of sophomores. Juniors? Seniors? No seniors. All right, sweet, this is my crew, I love this. Um, what are y'all studying? On the count of three, yell it out, ready? One, two, three. Okay, that really did not work as well as I thought it would. <laughs> I heard industrial engineering? Industrial and systems. Industrial systems, sweet, okay. The rest of it was honestly just a muffle, but we'll move along. Um, so in terms of juggling responsibilities, I would say that my work life now, like my job, is not all that different from what it was like studying when I was a student. Like you all know, I'm sure, that sometimes it's really hard to manage all of your schoolwork when you have a bunch of different professors assigning homework and quizzes and midterms and they're sometimes like all in the same week or all in the same day. Like, do you guys feel that? Yeah, I, I felt that when I was a student. I was thinking like, why don't they just like talk to each other and make my life a little easier by not assigning all these things on the same day. But you know, so I'll be, this is life. Um, but consulting is really not all that different. Like my job today, I'm, I'm staffed on a bunch of different projects, much like being enrolled in many different classes. 
Um, and it's my responsibility to use my work days efficiently and effectively in order to deliver work products to my clients when they're due, like even when deadlines conflict. Kind of like, you know, I have multiple assignments and I gotta get them all done by the deadline. So what I'm saying is I, I feel you guys. I've been in your situation and my situation now really is not all that different. But here's the difference, or one of the differences between like my stage, you know, a few years post-grad and, and where you guys are at. This is the first bullet point on your handout. Um, your time while you're in college is really flexible. And that flexibility offers you an opportunity to really invest in something. You get, for example, you get to choose how much you want to study and when you want to study. And you get to choose what to do with all your flexible time. It's a, it's a little bit different when you're out of school and you have like, you're working like a typical maybe nine to five job. Like it's a big chunk of your day, five days a week. That's kind of blocked out. You don't really have a choice on what to do during that time. But when you're in college, you have a lot more flexibility, which is, I, I think, a really cool opportunity. Um, next, you're also in a stage where you're forming habits and perspectives. And hopefully you'll continue to form habits and perspectives for the rest of your life. But being in college and being, you know, in the sort of age range that you guys are at is really a unique opportunity. Um, and it's really crucial for forming the habits and the perspectives that are going to shape the rest of your life. So the things that you choose to give your time to and the habits that you choose to build now are gonna have a huge impact on the person that you become. Which is really exciting. Are you guys excited about that? No? <laughs> I'm excited about it, but I guess, I don't know, I guess this is why they asked me to leave the workshop because I get excited about nerdy stuff like using your time well. Anyway, okay, we'll move along. The, the first sort of thing I want to talk to you about is how time and priorities work together. So this is the next section I'm moving about, I think. Yes, how time and priorities work together. Um, so there are, a, there are a few different types of tasks. I've, I've divided them into three buckets for our purposes today. And, and um, we're gonna find, we're gonna define for the purpose of this, of this workshop tasks as like all the things that you do in a day. So like sleeping, waking up, taking a shower, eat breakfast, I don't know, go to class, hang out with a friend, cook dinner, watch TV, fold the laundry, watch TikTok. Like all those things are, those are the tasks that, that you're faced with. Um, and I think they fall into three main categories. And these categories are not perfect, but they sum up or they encompass like your most common tasks generally. So the first one is the least important tasks. So these will define as tasks that generally do not have a significant positive impact on you or someone else. Um, they're tasks like maybe Maybe like doing my nails is, a, is like a least important task. Like it doesn't really have any big significance or any like positive consequence. Like, you know, I can have my nails done, I can not have my nails done. It doesn't really affect the rest of my life very much or anyone else's life really. Can y'all think of some other examples of 
tasks that would fall into that category. Mm -hmm. Yeah, social media is a good one. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else come to mind? Those are good ones. Maybe video games. Maybe you play video games. I think sometimes that could fall in the category of least important tasks. Okay, the next category is moderately important but flexible tasks. So these are ones that are, you know, they're moderately important. They have some positive consequence, but there's no like set time in which they have to happen. Or set time that they have to happen. Can y'all think of any examples that would fall into that category? Mm hmm yeah, that's important, right? You wanna maintain those relationships. Communicating with friends and family is really important, but that can happen multiple times throughout the week, yeah, for sure. What else? Mm hmm yeah, I think chores generally. Like they're, it's important to like clean your bathroom and have clean clothes so you smell good. Like very important, I would argue, but it can happen kind of at multiple times throughout the week, yeah. Anything else? Maybe like homework? Like homework is important, right? But it like it could happen at multiple times throughout the day. Like it could get moved around. Like often there's like a deadline, but before that deadline, like there are it could get moved around in your schedule. Okay, the last category is most important and inflexible tasks. So these are ones that have significant positive consequence and a set time that they have to happen. Can y'all think of examples that would fall into that category? Mm -hmm. Yep, your job. Class for sure. Yeah. Sleep? Yeah, maybe. Sleep might be somewhat flexible too, but yeah. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, sleep. What else? Exams. Mm -hmm. Exams, yeah. Yeah, what about like church on Sundays? Like it happens at a certain time. Like my church starts at 9.30. It's like if I show up at 1 p.m., like I missed it. Church is, you know, it, it happened, right? So that's like, it, it happens at a specific time. Um, like challenge on Thursday nights or like your Bible study throughout the week. Like it's important and it, it happens at a specific time. Does that make sense? Those kind of three categories of tasks? Yeah. So here's, now I'm going to talk through a metaphor for how time and priorities fit together. So you have some images on your sheet that it didn't print very well, but hopefully as I talk you through it, you can understand um, what it means. So imagine that you have a jar which represents your schedule. So there's a finite amount of space inside the jar, just like there's a finite amount of time in your schedule every day or week or month. 
And the big rocks in the jar, I don't, it's kind of hard to see them, but like on the very left, those are big rocks in the jar. <laughs> um, those are your most important inflexible tasks. So that's like work, class, church, the like important things that are not flexible. So those ones have to go in the jar first. They have to go in your schedule first. The small rocks, which in the second um, jar, there's like small rocks on top of the big rocks. So the small rocks are the moderately important inflexible tasks. So those go in the jar second, and they, they kind of fit in the empty space around the big rocks in the jar. There's still like plenty of space for everything to fit, but the small rocks get bumped around a little bit by the big rocks. But the big rocks don't really move because they're the heaviest, right? Okay, the last thing that goes in the jar is the sand. The sand is the least important tasks. The like Netflix, video games, doing my nails, that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, fun. And it's good to do those things sometimes, but it's, it doesn't have um, like a significant positive consequence. So those go in last and they fit into the nooks and crannies kind of around the rocks. So if we, if we order our schedule in that way, that's kind of the like ideal, well-ordered approach to managing time according to your priorities. And disorder happens in our schedule when our priorities do not align with the way we manage our time. So I'll give an example. If growing in community is my priority for the semester and I assign my big rocks in my schedule as church on Sunday, challenge on Thursday night, and going to Chick-fil-A after challenge on Thursday to hang out with my friends. So I, I just prioritize those tasks in order to accomplish my goal of growing in community. So, but if I don't plan, budget, and manage my time well, then like, for example, Thursdays will come around and I'll be faced with a tough decision of either going to challenge and then going to Chick-fil-A after challenge and hanging out with my friends or cramming for my Friday morning midterm that I neglected to study for all week. So you'll be forced to choose between two tasks that are probably both very important. And it's good that both of those are important, right? Like those are both important things. Your priorities are in order. Doing well in your classes is important and building community is important, but your execution of those priorities in the way that you manage your time cause some disorder in your schedule. So studying for my midterm, cramming for my midterm, which is a small rock that can be moved around, right? It's important, but it can be moved around. Um, instead has caused you to miss out on a big rock if you choose studying over challenge in that hypothetical example. So for a well-ordered life, we must have both well-intentioned priorities and the execution of those priorities through time management. So that's in, in a box on your sheet. The, you know, for a well-ordered life, we have to have both of those things. Well-intentioned priorities and we have to execute them through time management. We can have really good intentions about our priorities, but if we don't have the time management execution side of things, then we're faced with a disordered schedule. 
And usually a lot of stress. Like, that's stressful when stuff like that happens. I get stressed when stuff like that happens. How are we doing? Do we need to stand up and stretch? It's like nap time. Okay, let's keep going and maybe we'll take a break. Okay, the next section is called setting priorities. So let's talk about that. How should we decide which tasks to prioritize or which tasks to make the, the, like the biggest rocks in our schedule? Well, I have two biblical principles for you to remember. One, you are a steward of the time that you have. Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, and it is the Lord Christ you are serving. So you're not serving yourself with your time. You're serving God. So you're, you really are a steward of the time that you have. God has given it to you, and you are serving him with it. Um, the second principle that I have for you is that God really cares about how we use our time. So we don't want to waste it. Um, Ephesians 5, 15, and 16 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. So when this verse says make the best use of time, it means like the best use of time according to God. Like, this is not the best use of time according to, like, what I think is the best use of my time or, like, what someone else thinks. This is, like, make the best use of time according to what God thinks is the best use of time. So how do we, how do, we do that? How do we make the best use of time according to God? Well, remember the two components of the equation that we just talked about, right? Priorities and time management. So it starts with priorities. If you're a follower of Jesus, then... Out of love for him, you should really start figuring out what's important to the heart of God. And then conform your own heart to the shape of his by making the goals and desires of God's heart the goals and desires of your own heart. Does that make sense? So adopting God's goals will help you prioritize the tasks that are important to God, right? Yeah, so this, I mean, this kind of really connects to what Brian was saying this morning about, like, you have one life, so don't hit the wrong target. Like, if you're, if you're a follower of Jesus, then you need to adopt God's goals, like, be on the right trajectory and hit, like, hit the right target according to what's important to God. So I wish, I really wish we had time in this workshop to dive into, like, how to do that specifically, um, like how to get to know God's heart and adopt those things, but we don't really. So hopefully the rest of the sessions this weekend are helpful with that. I'm sure they are. Um, and once you're, so once your priorities are set and aligned with God's, then it's just a matter of setting up your schedule or managing your time in such a way that reflects those priorities. So in other words, once your priorities are ordered, it's just a matter of obtaining the tools, skills, and discipline to implement those priorities through time management. So I have three strategies for you for managing time. One is make and maintain a schedule and follow it. This like sounds really simple, right? <laughs> like, make a schedule and follow it. Um, 
but I've found that it actually it, it takes a lot of work and discipline to do that. Um, my favorite scheduling tool is Google Calendar. I love it. I can access it on my phone, like wherever I am. I can also access it on my computer, which I love because I'm on my computer a lot. I work on a computer. Um, I can share events and event series with other people, which is like very useful. Um, I recently, my husband and I, we have a shared Google Calendar now, which is very helpful. Um, and also very importantly, Google Calendar has a really robust color palette, which I think is crucial for effective scheduling, personally. Um, so in order to, to build your schedule, you wanna do it like the rocks diagram that we, that we talked about earlier, right? You put the big rocks, the immovable ones in first, and then the small rocks and the sand come after that. So that's how you wanna create your schedule and prioritizing things when they conflict. And don't be afraid to schedule in too much detail in the beginning. Like if you're just starting out with a calendar, like I think while you're learning how long things take and what the tasks are that you need to put in your schedule, like it's better to schedule in too much detail than too little, in my opinion. And as you, as you kind of figure that out, you can adjust, but yeah, that's my opinion. Um, okay, number two, schedule time to accomplish your goals. So this relates a lot to what we were talking about earlier about priorities. Um, I'll, I'll use an example for this one. Suppose I'm taking Chem 105B this semester. Is anyone, is anyone taking that class? Yeah, Chem 105B, has anyone taken it in the past? Material science. Material science. I've heard that one's also hard. Not as bad as Kim. Not as bad as Kim, okay. <laughs> Good to know. Okay, so suppose I'm taking Chem 105B. Um, so, you know, lecture and lab are in my calendar, suppose. Like, those are my big rocks. I got them in there. I'm going to show up every week. My goal, however, is not just to take Chem 105B. I am an ambitious USC student. I want to do well in the class, right? My goal is to get a B plus. I'm gonna get a B plus this semester. Now this is where freshman Jenna would say, cool, get a B plus, do it, see you at the end of the semester, it'd be great. Get your B plus, good luck. But freshman Jenna was kind of stupid, honestly. Um, future Jenna is not gonna get a B plus unless present Jenna thinks through the action steps that need to get in her calendar in order to accomplish that goal. So action step number one to accomplish my goal of getting a B plus in Chem 105B is spend 30 minutes after each lecture reviewing class notes. So I put that in my calendar as a repeating event after class. I'm gonna spend 30 minutes looking over my notes, which by the way was like a game-changing study tip for me. You guys don't do that already. Like blocking out time after each lecture to just reread your notes. It's so helpful. It saves you so much time studying for midterms. That was like so helpful for me. Okay, action step number two, spend two and a half hours, three times per week, working on homework and practice problems. So that's another repeating event that goes in my calendar. Like this is my weekly study time and homework time. And that one's a small rock, right? Like I could do that kind of whenever, it just has to happen like every week. 
So I, you know, I open up my calendar, my big rocks are already in there. So I find two and a half hours, three times a week to kind of block that out. Action step number three, attend office hours once every two weeks in order to ask questions and get to know my professor. Same thing, I put it in my calendar once every two weeks. Um, action step number four, on midterm weeks, I'm gonna spend an additional five hours studying, preparing for the exam on top of my normal like studying and practice problems time. So again, that's, that's an event that goes in my calendar, but just on midterm weeks. So you wanna, excuse me, scheduling time to accomplish my goals was really a game changer for me with my classes, especially. Like, you all have the syllabus for your classes, right? The syllabus is a, an invaluable roadmap to the semester. It's an invaluable roadmap that is usually formatted really terribly and written in 10 point serif font, right? Or at least mine were. But, but your job is really to like turn the lights on in that syllabus to translate that syllabus into a calendar that actually means something for your life. To put your exams and your homework assignments and maybe more importantly, the time you need to prepare for those exams and homework assignments in your calendar. So this scheduling time to accomplish your goals really allows you to honor your responsibilities better. Because when that super tempting offer comes along to play Super Smash Bros with my buddies all weekend, you responsible and Christ honoring student will look at your calendar and say, nope, I'm gonna choose to study for my exam on Saturday afternoon so that I can honor the commitments I've made later in the week. Like maybe going to freshman connection or getting enough sleep so that you're fun to be around during all the things that you do throughout the week. Um, but if that, if that exam study time was not in my calendar for the weekend, then maybe my thought process would be something like this. Well, my exam is not until Friday. I have six whole days to study, no problem. I'll play Smash all day today and I'll study on Wednesday and Thursday. That like sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, you guys are sleeping. <laughs> it like sounds good. Like, you know, my exam's far away. I'm gonna have fun. I'll study later. I did this all the time. But that's, it's like really not fun because you forgot that your boss scheduled you for a double shift on Wednesday. And your aunt is having a Zoom birthday party on Thursday because you know, even though the pandemic's over, like we still do stuff like that on Zoom for some reason, and you have to go. And studying for the exam took longer than you thought. So then like, what happens? Let's continue to play this scenario out. Like you miss life group and you miss challenge and you neglect your homework for other classes while you're pulling an all-nighter to prepare for the exam. And like, that's really a bummer, right? Like that's disorder and that's really stressful. Like, do you guys get stressed when stuff like that happens? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So this, the same principle really applies with your spiritual goals. Like if you are a Christian and you've aligned your priorities with God's priorities, or if you're in the process of doing that, then maybe for example, one of your goals this semester is to grow in your prayer life then 
set some practical application steps for how you're going to grow in your prayer life and then put them in your calendar, just like you would with your schoolwork. Now, maybe this idea of like sometimes saying no to fun things in order to accomplish the important things might sound kind of lame. Um, I totally hear that, but I don't think it's totally true and I'll explain why. If we, if we like flip this scenario on its head and imagine a situation where you've already scheduled time to accomplish your goals and honor your responsibilities, like in other words, you have a clear and accurate understanding of future time commitments, like in detail, then you're now freed up to use your leftover time spontaneously and to do fun things, knowing that doing so is not going to inhibit you from accomplishing future goals. So for example, when I was a student at USC, my boyfriend, who's now my husband, really liked to plan like spontaneous fun stuff for our friends to do. So for example, I would get a text message on Sunday, like right after church that would say like, you want to go to the beach? I'll pick you up in 20 minutes, which is very spontaneous, right? But like super fun. I mean, you guys, USC, SDSU, like you guys are close to the beach. Like you take advantage. The beach is great. Um, but anyway, very spontaneous. And a lot of the times I would say like, no, I'm going to choose to honor my commitments and I will not spontaneously go to the beach with you in 20 minutes. But often, on the other hand, I would look at my calendar and see the, the, the time required for me to accomplish my goals and honor my commitments was like already there. And I, I could say yes, because I do have time to move those small rocks around a little bit and make time for the beach for a few hours because everything's already in my calendar and I can see it. So setting goals and scheduling time to accomplish those goals really helps you get a clear picture of your responsibilities and frees you up to have a lot of fun in between. Okay, the third um, numbered item on your sheet is you control your schedule. So be strategic about saying yes and saying no. Um, you, you can't do everything, right? Like, remember the jar? There's a finite amount of time in the week. You can't, you can't do everything. You can only do so much. Um, but your capacity is not the same as your comfort. So, like, you want to you push yourself a little bit. If we're never stretched, we're probably not going to grow and develop. So a, a little bit of stretching is a good thing. Um... So, you know, you can kind of evaluate your own life. Like if you are totally kicking back and relaxing all the time, then God probably has more that he wants to do with you. So if, if you find yourself in that situation, if you think that's you, here are some questions that I would implore you to consider. Um, number one, how can I serve those around me on a regular basis? Like what are some things that I can start developing into the rhythm of my life that would really serve and bless other people. Another question you can ask is, how can I bless the ministry that I'm a part of? Whether that's challenge or church, you know, whatever. Like, how can I really bless the ministry? If you're not sure how, ask a staff member. There are oh so many ways that, you know, people need help and ways to serve. So. Um, definitely ask if you want to do that. 
Okay, on the other hand, which this may apply to more of you knowing that you are all ambitious college students. If your time with God and your ability to hear from him is in competition with the many other tasks in your schedule, it is likely that you are doing too much. So you wanna ask yourself, if, you, if your time with God and if your ability to hear from him is really in competition with other things, then you wanna ask yourself, number one, am I managing my time well? If, if the answer is no, then you need to learn how to manage your time well, which is kind of what we've been talking about this whole, you know, the last 20 or so minutes. If yes, if you feel like, yes, I am managing my time well, then um, consider, are there things in my schedule that I can remove? And I would definitely seek counsel on this one before making any big decisions or changes. Um, ask someone, ask, you know, someone who's older and wiser than you that knows your life um, for input on that one before you go cutting things out of your schedule. <laughs> so be careful with that one. But yeah, that might be something that you need to consider. Um, why don't we take a two minute break and stretch for a second? How's that sound? All right, hop up, take a walk around the room. We'll come back in a couple of minutes. Okay, so if you flip your paper over and look at the back where it says practical tips, let's talk through some of these. So tips on choosing what goes in your schedule. Um, number one, focus on the important and not always the urgent. You don't wanna be living your life putting out little fires, metaphorically. You guys know what I mean by that? Like, does anyone feel like that sometimes? Like, I, I felt like that when I, when I was a student. I, sometimes I still feel like that, but especially when I was a student, like, I, I felt like I just needed to kind of put my head down and, like, get through this midterm, like, put out this fire, like, get through this paper, get through this assignment, and move on to the next one. Just, like, keep things under control one at a time so that, you know, the whole thing wouldn't just go up in flames. <laughs> like, that's... Sometimes you have to do that. Like, you will have weeks like that as a student. Like, it, you know, it happens. I get it. But generally, if, if your life is perpetually controlled by the urgent like that, then you're probably not becoming the person that you want to become. You're probably not becoming the person that God wants you to become. So try to focus on the important, not always the urgent. That's number one. Okay, also, use your time to serve others. I put a couple verses on the sheet. There are so many other verses about this. Um, but set, set aside time on a regular basis to serve. We, we, see this, we see an example of this in Jesus's life, like really clearly. Jesus was a very busy dude. If, yeah, he was really busy. He had a few things going on, but he was a servant. So we should really adopt that perspective in our schedules too. Okay, next, limit time on Netflix or similar like social media, video games, like whatever your thing is that's like comparable to Netflix or, you know, whatever. You're like media time waster. Like, I don't know. What is it for you guys? Netflix. Netflix, sure. yeah. <laughs> YouTube? Okay, YouTube, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you guys know what it is for you. But the, those things are probably not 
helping you accomplish your goals or become the person you want to be. So, you know, evaluate for yourself. If it's to the point where you need a friend to change your password, then do that. Like set time limits on your web browser. If it's gotten to that point, like there are things that you can do to really get control over, over those things, over those time wasters. So do what you have to do to, to get that control over the things that eat up your time like that. Next, prioritize time with people, strategic people. Um, as you get older and busier, you'll find you have fewer and fewer friends of convenience or friends of circumstance. Like when you're in college, you're surrounded by a lot of people that have similar interests and you're doing similar things. It's like easy to have a group of friends in some situations. Um, but as you get older and when you guys graduate, it's, um, you'll see that it really takes more intentionality to develop and grow relationships. But it's so important to make time for it. Andy Stanley has this really great quote that I love. He says, your friends determine the quality and direction of your life. I'm gonna say it again, because I love it so much. Your friends determine the quality and direction of your life. I think this is so true, you guys. Like the people you hang out with have so much influence over who you're becoming. So you really wanna be strategic about who you spend time with and you wanna spend time with, with the strategic people. Okay, schedule regular time in solitude and silence with God without distractions or technology. Um, we're really blessed this weekend in that like it's literally in our schedule, right? Like time with God for 45 minutes this morning and tomorrow morning. Um, so that's like a really good opportunity, but y'all should be, you know, probably doing that too in your non-camp lives, right? Um, in addition to my like daily time with God, when I was a senior, I started going to the beach by myself every other Saturday morning. And like, I would just go, to, I mean, the beach is awesome. So go to the beach, but I would go to the beach and like sit by myself and just hang out with God and think. Sometimes I would read the Bible. Sometimes I would just pray for an extended period of time. But like those kinds of rhythms where you're really investing in your relationship with God and hearing clearly from him are, are so important. So I would really recommend prioritizing those. The next one I have is schedule time for cleaning, laundry, and meal prep. Like make an investment now in getting good at those things because it, it, it's likely that you will be doing those for a long time, if not the rest of your life, right? So if, yeah, your roommates, your future spouse, honestly, will be really grateful if you make an investment now to figure out how to do those things and do them well. Um, schedule margin for the unexpected. No matter how like perfect and ordered your schedule is, like something is not gonna go according to plan. It happens all the time. It will happen for the rest of forever while we're on this earth. And yeah, trust me, I have tried many times to, to schedule my way out of the unpredictable, but it's really not possible. Just take my word for it. Um, stuff happens all the time. Um, so you want to make sure that you have space in your life for a resilient and God-honoring response when stuff comes up, when the unpredictable happens. 
Okay, the next section, tips on when to do things. Start your day by 7.30 a.m. How are we feeling about that one? Uh-uh. <laughs> it's hard, right? Okay. <laughs> the reason... I was doing right now my 8 a.m. classes, but... Eight yeah, 8 a.m. classes will do that to you. But yeah, the, it, this is hard. it's hard while you're in college. Like, I, I get it. But the reason why I put this on here, and I really do recommend getting your day started early, is because, like, for the rest of your life, your day is most likely going to start by 7.30, or it's going to need to start by 7.30. Like, most, like... Typical jobs, like nine to five jobs, like you, you're expected to be in the office by like 8.30 or nine. So you're gonna have to get up and get your day moving by around 7.30. So good idea to start practicing that now. Um, the second one on there, spend time with God in the morning or at least prepare yourself for an adult life of spending time with God in the morning. Um, yeah, I mean, this is related to the, the 7.30 a.m. one, right? Like there are... There were some semesters when I was a student and I had a bunch of 8 a.m.s where like I could not get myself out of bed in time to spend time with God before class. So I would schedule it, you know, like when I had a gap in my class, like between 10 and 11 or something. Um, and that totally works great. Um, figure out what works for you, but keep in mind that for the rest of your life, it is likely that if you want to spend time with God on a daily basis, like it's going to have to be in the morning just based on like the other rhythms that you will be faced with in your post-college life. So get ready for that. Um, last one in this section, set time limits. Like this was so helpful for me with school. Um, as soon as I would get an assignment, I would think this should take me about four hours. Like four hours should be enough time for me to get this done. Say, you know, it's different for every assignment, obviously, but I would go through this thought process. I would find four hours in my calendar and I would block it out. Like it becomes an event in my calendar. And then when that time came, I would pray before I started working. And then when the four hours is up, I was done with my assignment. I would turn it in. And like, I know this doesn't apply to every situation, obviously. And maybe for some majors, it's more difficult than for others, but if you can start start doing that, trying to like set time limits for your tasks, it's going to be so helpful because then you won't end up spending a crazy amount of time on stuff that maybe is not worth that crazy amount of time. It just gives you some more structure and allows you, like we've been talking about, to honor the other commitments that you've made and the other responsibilities that you have. I started doing this during the mo my most challenging semester, like my hardest course load semester at USC and I got the best GPA I'd ever gotten out of any semester. So it, it really, really works for me and it works for a lot of other people that I know too. So would highly recommend that one. Tips on sticking to your schedule. The first one, know your tendencies and get input and feedback from the people who know you well and manage their time well. Like maybe parents, mentors, roommates, life group leaders. Um, it's really, really helpful to know your own tendencies when it comes to managing your time and an outside perspective on that can really help you see those more clearly. So get input on those things. Um, next, accountability is so important. Oh my gosh. 
Ask a friend to hold you accountable to your schedule. Like with, you know, quiet time, spending time with God in the morning. That's something that I found like accountability was so, so helpful for when I was a student. Like, do you have a friend that's also trying to spend time with God in the morning? If so, then like schedule a phone call with him at 7.30 every morning. So you like call each other, be like, hey, good morning, are you out of bed? Like, yeah, me too. No, I'm not, you know, whatever. And it, you can help keep each other accountable, help each other out. If you have, if you're going on the same track, if you have the same goals, you can really help each other. Um, the last one is keep your calendar flexible. Move things around to suit the unique needs of the day. The, the small rocks and the sand in your schedule are meant to flex and adapt to the more rigid parts of your schedule. And they're meant to flex and adapt when things come up. So I, I move stuff around in my calendar on almost a daily basis. And that's another reason why I really love Google Calendar or any electronic calendar, because it's so easy to move things around and change things as, as stuff changes. And it still looks really pretty, right? Um, so now being flexible with your calendar does not mean neglecting it though. Um, all the small rocks in your schedule should remain in your schedule, but sometimes they shift around in order to accommodate the other important things. Does that make sense? Sweet. Okay. The last thing I want to say before pausing for questions is that I've talked a lot and made a lot of recommendations uh, based on what has worked for me and what I've seen work for other people. But you all are all unique individuals with unique strengths, unique weaknesses, and unique tendencies. I found that, you know, while I was in college and to this day, pretty much, a, like a really detailed schedule in like 15 minute increments really helped me to to start to honor God with my time. And for some of you that might be like really overwhelming and way too rigid. I get it. We are not the same and we are not supposed to be the same. Um, but I'm hoping that, that based on like what we've talked about, you'll be able to think through some of the principles we discussed and talk with a friend or a mentor and make a plan for how you can best manage your time based on your unique tendencies. What was my major? I studied geodesign, which is a, the joint program between the School of Architecture, School of Public Policy, and the Spatial Sciences Institute. So I took classes in like, all those areas. Architecture, real estate development, planning, spatial sciences. Yeah, I think learning, the question was what's a, a good tip for inviting God into the more mundane tasks like laundry and studying. Um, I think it's really, really important to learn how to practice God's presence throughout the day and throughout all those mundane tasks. Like if you can learn to kind of have the, the background conversation of your mind be talking to God, um, it, it brings him into whatever you're doing, right? You can talk to him about whatever you're doing. He can um, weigh in on whatever you're doing, right? Yeah, there's actually a book in the bookstore called Practicing the Presence of God that talks exactly about that and has been really helpful for me. So I would recommend that one for sure. Okay, well, that's all I have for you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thanks for listening to the USC Christian Challenge podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms where you can also leave us a review. 
We meet in person every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. in TCC 450 on the campus of the University of Southern California. If you're in the area, we would love to see you there. Get involved and find out more about us, upcoming events, and weekly small groups on Instagram at USC Challenge and on our website, uscchristianchallenge.com.